Bears or America's Rifle. I mean, the most yeah. popular platform bar none these days. I mean, not not being fuddy, but I think of I think of Deer Camp. I'm thinking lever gun. You know, I'm thinking like big woods in the north, snow on the roof, bunch of guys and guys, guys and guys, guys and gals gathered into the camp, right, <laughs> hanging out. You know, deer pull in the back, cooking a big dinner, or whatever. You kind of think lever gun, right? That's just like that classic Americana. Yeah. No, it's it it fits right in that mold, and you you know you look at old collector guns or uh, you know the '94s or whatnot. That you know they've they've been around a long time, and they've they're not they've not gone anywhere. You can see the resurgence of popularity with those guns now, uh, not just for deer hunting, but just for for shooting. Period. You know, people people gravitate to lever guns just because of their uniqueness. They're they're fun to work, fun to shoot, especially with kids. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Remington Podcast. We're excited to sit down with you and take a deep dive into all things ammunition. I'm your host, Audrey Mays, and on this podcast, you will join me, ammunition experts, shooting athletes, and skilled hunters to explore all that ammunition has to offer in an easy-to-listen-to 30-minute edited episode. We'll be posting new episodes every other Monday. That's two episodes a month. If you have anything you'd like to share with us, you can email us at podcast at remington.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at remington.com. Today, we're sitting down with Director of Marketing Joel Hodgden, Head Engineer of Research and Development John Langenbeld, and Center Fire Product Manager Chris Carson to talk about Remington's newest cartridge, the 360 Buckhammer. We're talking about what it takes to create a new cartridge, 360-specific ballistics, and what the future holds for 360 Buckhammer. Let's get into it. You're going to teach me all you know. <coughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. You pointed at just those two guys when you said experts. Yeah, know. experts. What, 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 is that, what, is that, what does that mean? This is my boss. <laughs> Jeez. I feel the love from here. Uh, so first I want to like... John, you're you're an R and D. What all goes into making a new cartridge? Well, there's a whole lot. I mean, working with product management right out of the gate to figure out what you're going to do and set up the product system requirements. What the you know what the end goal is going to be. Once you've defined that, uh, then you know that's where the actual engineering starts. Where you're going to build prototypes, you know, by hand and scale it up uh, to production equipment. You know, lots of testing, build the confidence levels as you go along. Once you've met those system requirements, and then eventually get into mass production. Mm-hmm. And John, when you say system requirements, that's a fancy way of saying. What are we intending this ammunition to do? Yeah, right? what's the velocity? What's, what's the accuracy? Uh, you know, what are the bullet weights? That sort of thing. That's your system requirements. And it come, you said that comes from product management, which would be Chris. Right? Yeah, we work hand in hand. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, it's an idea and, and they'll kick that to R&D and, and have, a, you know, a concept, something that they want to. Uh, to achieve, you know, in this particular example, it was uh, a cartridge that's legal in you know all the straight wall states. That's similar to a thirty thirty in in recoil energy and performance um, trajectory, and uh, but make it legal. So you know, there's certain requirements there about certain case lengths. Some states have a, a minimum length of one point eight, or excuse me, it's a maximum one point eight, and then there's a minimum caliber requirement of 358 
So, you know, we put all that on paper and make sure that we're going to meet all those. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of states that have this caliber requirement, it's 358 specifically? Uh, yeah, they just call it 35 caliber. Okay. You know, some of them have certain bottleneck restrictions, you know, like uh, I think Illinois has got a 300 blackout and, and it's got a case length if it's bottlenecked. It can be 30 caliber, stuff like that. And so, you know, you got to go through all the state's regs, figure out what everything is, where, you know, what do you got to meet? And then, uh, you know, we can pitch that back to, to Chris and tell him, you know, this is what we've come up with. What do you think? And, you know, uh, if he likes it, you know, then we'll start narrowing it down. And, and for this one here, uh, you know, we initially started looking at a 357 maximum, which is a cartridge that Remington introduced many years ago, to see if it would generate enough velocity to meet those system requirements. And, uh, and it didn't. We couldn't uh, get enough, you know, we hit pressure before we got the velocity up. And uh, so we had to come up with a new case, figure out, you know, what are we going to do now? And so we just went up to the 3030 case uh, as a parent and made it straight walls, got a slight body taper, put a 358 caliber bullet in it and started going from there to see, you know, would this work? How fast can we get it? What bullet weights are we going to work with? And then went from there. So now we know a little more about how we make a new cartridge here at Remington. Let's find out why deer hunters needed a new cartridge. We took a minute to discuss what gap in the ammunition market the 360 Buckhammer is filling. Here in Arkansas, in God's country, what's our requirement for shooting a deer? Like as long as it's 223 and up, correct? Daylight or dark? No, no, no. I just mean like if if you're going to go out. Yeah, exactly. No spotlighting until 3 a.m. I just mean, you know, in most, not most states, and a lot of Midwestern states and states in the South, states in the West, um, yeah. you can basically go out and kill a, a deer, an elk with almost anything you want to shoot, cartridge and caliber wise, right? Arkansas most states, two, two, three, and up. There you go, right? So most states have some minimum level of of muzzle velocity or energy or a minimum cartridge that hey, this is the smallest cartridge, smallest caliber you can go out and hunt a deer with. So here in Arkansas, it's two, I'm two, pretty three sure is the it's two two three is the smallest, and there's handgun restrictions. There's barrel length right. on handguns, right? Um, but but here, there's no cartridge length, this you know, limitations like we were facing with some of these other states that are easing into the centerfire game. Exactly, and that that's uh, the point of of a cartridge like three sixty Buckhammer is you know, in a lot of states, Arkansas, Kansas, you know. Colorado, I don't know. You can go out and hunt with basically any modern center fire rifle cartridge. But other states, you know, that were only shotgun hunting only, um, Illinois, Indiana, parts of Michigan, parts of Minnesota, um, they're just now allowing you as a hunter to go out and use something that's not a shotgun. Right, right. And we and we used this last year, of course, in a couple different places. Ohio was one of those places that's gone into the straight wall side from from shotguns and a lot of these states just talking to the people at nra or their dnr type people you know they're just looking for new ways to reduce the deer herds you know how do we get more people hunting what opens the doors keeps that range down with something like this a straight wall cartridge because the perception from the government side is hey if it's it's still center fire but it's not going as far. Well, okay, but uh, they're they're just trying to open the doors for more people to shoot. Right. So um, these these fish and game departments, these Department of Natural Resource folks, 
they're not allowing more cartridges like 360 Buckhammer, like 350 Legend, 450 Bushmaster, some of those others into these states to hunt with for the first time right. ever. Yeah. Right. Do we know why it's straight wall specific? Like, why won't they let a normal cartridge in these states? A bottleneck cartridge? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them call it limited range cartridges. Yeah. So that was, you know, the, the premise behind using shotgun slugs only. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not as fast as, say, a 270 Winchester or a 300 Magnum. And so, uh, you know, the ballistic coefficients are worse. They're not as aerodynamic. And so your straight wall cartridges are typically very similar to that and, you know, running around 2,000 to 2,300 feet per second, uh, you know, flat blunt nose type projectiles there's some spitzer ones out there depending on the cartridge but they're typically still lower velocity and so it's called limited range cartridges so if you went to utah or wyoming or wherever and had a shooting conversation with somebody the conversation around 700 yards 800 yards shots are normal that's what they don't want in the midwest they don't want that to be normal because the population density or the terrain and houses or, you know, just the urban atmosphere where you got much more open territory out West and it's not uncommon to make those shots or even think about those shots. But, and even in Arkansas, you'll, you know, guys are shooting 300 yards, 400 yards in agriculture areas. Straight walls, two to three bullets and larger and limited range cartridges. The 360 Buckhammer was made specifically for shotgun states that are now allowing these types of cartridges. Joel, John, and Chris talk more about what the 360 Buckhammer is and who should be interested in getting their hands on one. Well, first you mentioned the 3030, which has yeah. killed more deer than any oh, cartridge classic. in the world, classic but it's cartridge. not, quote, legal in those states just because of the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. So. That's what these guys here were tasked with doing. Okay, how do we how do we do something different but similar or maybe even better to the 3030? So 3030 was the parent case for this cartridge. We've got the bullet already in mind from from the 35 Remington. So let's put the two together um, and have performances that we're seeking to fill a gap in the market that that uh, that is open. So not just repeat something that somebody else has done or uh, bring something back that we had from the past, which, you know, John was mentioning the, the max cartridge, which, yeah. which didn't get there in the first place. But how do, how do we, A, make something that's desirable, fits a need, fills a gap? And performs like we want it to. And does something different. Right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it's a rim cartridge. Exactly. Uh, so your lever actions and your break open single shots, those are going to be your primary platforms that's going to go in. I mean, there's going to be some revolvers and things like that. But, you know, when you look at, at uh, you know, everybody and their brother's got a 30-30. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that do. You know people that do. And what are they? They're either, you know, 336s, 94s, Henry's, you know, stuff like that. And uh, people like that. So that's why we wanted to do a rim cartridge, put it in a lever gun, and uh, just kind of stay true to those roots of why the 3030 was so popular. And it's something different, right? I mean, you know, 350 Legend, cool cartridge. You know, I, I haven't done a, a a Legend AR build yet that's on my list to get done or a 450 Bushmaster build. I think that'd be sweet. But, you know, those those cartridges and the way they feed function in a firearm, it's just inherently different than a rimmed cartridge like 360 Buckhammer. So we said, hey, you know, if you're a hunter in 
in Michigan or Indiana or Ohio and you have to hunt deer by law, by legislation with a straight wall cartridge. And let's say, you know, you don't want to hunt with an AR or you want something different, right? Than 350 Legend. We said, hey, we're going to make Buckhammer kind of for those folks. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect the folks in Utah to necessarily want to go pick one of these up. It's just a different kind of hunting, you know? Sure. And even at shows like the NRA, where you have a cross pollination of different types of shooters and hunters and whatnot. You hear from those guys that, you know, I don't really want to hunt with an AR. I'm, I want a traditional rifle. So this also checks that box uh, for, for that crowd. You know, ARs are here, they're not going anywhere. And, but totally. some people don't want to deer hunt with that. They just want to shoot paper or, or do three gun or, or something of that nature. So they don't view it as a traditional hunting rifle in some instances. Well, so I mean, that's where this comes in. Okay, we've touched on the why, who, and what. Now let's dive into everyone's favorite topic, the ballistics. So velocity-wise on these loads, uh, we've got two different bullets that we came out with that R&D was able to develop. The 180 grain for the 360 Buckhammer. There's the 200 grain, which is the same bullet that we had in the 35 Remington. Uh, 2,200 feet per second uh, on that one, uh, roughly. Uh, The 180 grain bullet, Similar in the as the 200 grain, just you know, scaled it back. Uh, it's what 2400 feet per second yep. on, on that bullet, so we're faster than a, a 30 30, yeah, by know, a couple hundred faster foot. than a 350, yeah. Uh, and so with, with higher velocities, you're, you're a little bit flatter too. So the intent was to, to provide performance for that 200 yard and in, you know, the, the cornfield in Illinois, the, the, backyard farm in Ohio where you're, you're you're already using a slug gun and those guys a lot of times are 100 or maybe 200 depending on what slug gun they may have or, or which slug they're shooting so 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 now they have another option you know that's it's not just a slug uh, that they're shooting but now they can oh okay I've got a center fire rifle I can shoot and you know I've got a few more rounds I can throw in there but I can also use it for for something else too so so it, it it fits it fits a need it it fit a gap and we were able to provide something not just replicate something so it's been a good fit so I think putting some numbers on it looking at a uh, handout here I got in front of me I mean three sixty buck hammer at two hundred yards you're still coming in at about nine hundred and sixty eight foot pounds of energy um, and so that as compared to thirty thirty three fifty wedge and four fifty bushmaster with Similar grandway projectiles. I mean, you're you're above, you know, thirty thirty is about nine forty seven, three fifty is nine twenty four, four fifty Bushmasters, four hundred fifty eight foot pounds. Granted, a bigger bullet. Um, so we kind of designed Buckhammer at Remington to be a cartridge that, hey, it's it's truly it's going to knock something out at a couple hundred yards, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we looked at the two hundred yards as, as kind of our uh, as a baseline. We want to have a certain energy level at that distance, a certain uh, you know a minimum drop for, you know from a trajectory standpoint, uh, and then we also looked at the recoil, you know, free recoil energy to make sure that we weren't uh, you know to achieve that at two hundred yards, we didn't want to have the recoil be you know extremely high. Testing this new cartridge in a controlled environment is one thing, but how does it perform in the field? We took a minute to talk about it. You know, one thing I'd note that 
you know, the recoil of the of the 360 buck hammer is very mild. You know, it's very similar to a 3030, and so I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, give that to an eight year old to hunt deer with. And you know, it's it's very shootable, uh, but yet you know is very adequate to harvest deer. Uh, you know, in the in the early days before we you know launched it, there was some uh, rifles taken to South Africa. Some plains game was taken with it. Uh, there was a couple of Canadian black bears. Uh, I know at least one zebra and an eland was taken with it and an elk. Um, never hear anything bad about the terminal performance. You know, good deep penetration. You know, the bull will will you know mush halfway back and then just penetrate. Uh, you know, the scallop jackets. You know, the the kind of a, a notable iconic piece of the Remington bullets uh, they're there so they uh, have very consistent performance every time and uh, I saw a photo uh, only in Texas I mean uh, somebody I won't name names but shot a turkey with 360 buck hammer <laughs> so check that off as the yep, cartridges yep. first but that's a Texas thing the turkey right hammer. Audrey uh, the turkey yeah, hammer it is a Texas <laughs> thing <laughs> to shoot turkeys with a rifle yeah. super normal we need a, we need a turkey hammer ammo. that'd be pretty sweet um, so yeah, I think, I think whatever, uh, a 3030 can do, a 350 legend can do 360 buck hammer can do a little bit better and, and it packs a punch. So I like to take my 4570 lever gun to bear hunt. So do you think it would perform well with bear? As yeah. Well? I mean, I've seen the pictures of two really big, you know, Canadian black bears taken with it. Uh, and there was no issues. Sweet. So just because it's called buck hammer doesn't mean we can't. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Get everything with it. And, and it won't kick as hard either. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I have shot it a couple times. So well, you know it when you shoot a 4570. Oh, this yeah. one is not as abrupt. This <laughs> is the proper word. That's a good point. I mean, that was one of your system requirements, right, John? And in, in engineering, looking at it and saying, hey, you know, yeah, we could we can make this thing even bigger than 358 potentially. Well, yeah, there's already cartridges out there like the 444 sure. Marlin, 405 Winchester, 4570. They're legal. Bushmaster. You know, but the recoil is is considerably more. It's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to have to kick people out from under their hats to kill a deer. And so, you know, we wanted to get it enough, you know, get it around that 30-30 performance, why people like it, because it doesn't kick you real bad, um, and then do just a little bit more. Uh, how do you think about energy levels at different yardages? Like, do you need to hit that 1,000? foot pounds oh again like you said i mean that's that's uh just kind of rule of thumb you know what's been anecdotally collected from people over the years and what's adequate how you get uh, you know enough penetration enough shock uh you know temporary wound cavities to to effectively harvest game you know it's not uh you know just uh anemic so to speak and uh, so we stuck with that and, uh, you know, throughout the gelatin tests that we did uh, with these particular type of core lock bullets, uh, there's plenty of penetration. You know, a deer at a broadside shot at 100 yards through the lungs, it's going to leave two holes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and again, you know, you can go back and look at these other cartridges and see what their energy levels are, the 3030 and 350s and that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, we're right in there. You know, I mean, you put the math uh, math on paper and, and you're just a little bit more. But again, depends on the bullet weight, depends on the velocity. And so very adequate to 200 yards. Which is, I mean, that's kind of a poke for a lever gun, right? That's that's reaching out there a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we were shooting them at... at- the range day in Vegas at two and three, sure. just because they have so much distance out there. It was, well, I've got a scope on this thing. What, what can I yeah, do? So you're arcing them in there and hitting the steel. And that was, that was pretty fun, but it, I mean, no problems. Like I was saying, we hunted in Illinois and we did some, 
some analysis of the wound channel and the guys that shot him, John Draper from North American Hunter, he shot, you know, a nice 10 point, you know, it was bang flop. It, it didn't run off and we had to go find a deer, good shot, uh, double lung. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. So that's what you want to see. You know, you, you can draw it up on paper all day long, but until you actually apply it and are able to see it and like guys were mentioning the other animals that had been yeah. harvested as well. But, uh, you know, this is a, a deer cartridge by design. So seeing it, seeing it in, in actuality and perform, you know, it's kind of, okay, that was pretty cool. It's neat to see. Well, and the, like you said, the bullets have been loaded in 35 Remington for decades. Yeah. The 200 grain has the 180 was actually new for this one. Uh, we took the same basic design. We wanted to get a little bit of speed. So we lightened it up just a little bit. Yeah, we have our um, one of our shooters, Ben Bell. He's taken the lever action gun to a lever action competition this, mm-hmm. this weekend. So what match? Yep. yep. He's going to shoot shoot for us. It's going to be exciting to see how he does. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the other guys shooting that match will be all a bunch of you know like just range loads, right? Super light and easy. And then I think Ben will come out there with buck hammer and just bang, <laughs> flop. Like it's going to be, oh, yeah. it's going to be all steel all day. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Things are going to get Western out there. They'll go in sideways. That'd be cool. <laughs> all right. We know 360 buck hammer can mow down anything you put in front of it. So where can I get my hands on one? The boys fill us in. Yeah. Do we know, speaking of lever guns, what, um, lever gun companies are making 360 buck hammers right now so right now it's henry we partnered with henry on the launch uh they actually launched their gun at nra we had a, a range day with them at at shot show so they had the guns there at shot uh they had them in our in the remington booth as well uh at shot back in vegas in january um you know well received on the range you know People had heard about 360. No, there's no secrets anymore. Everybody <laughs> knew what it was before they came up there. So it was something they wanted to see, wanted to shoot. Um, but Henry's official launch uh, was the NRA show. So they, again, had guns in our booth. And, you know, we went back and forth and, you know, would ask them, hey, how's it going? And, you know, they've got guns on order all over and we've got ammo rounds on order all over. So it's, it's been a success even before the product has hit the market there's, there's, there's demand. So that's yeah. a good thing. So yeah, you were telling me about that. Like it's really killing it on the market right now. Yeah. It's, it's been cool to see a new cartridge come out and be so well received. And, and again, it's not for everybody. Right. But I think, you know, Chris, to your point, we went to the NRA show this year in, in Indianapolis, like talking to that Indiana deer hunter, you know, those folks, they got it, right? They walk up to the booth, they see the big straight wall cartridge. They know like, okay, hey, this this is sweet. The Henry Rolfer gun. So yeah, Henry's going to do some lever guns um, for 360 buck hammer. And then uh, there's handguns coming out now too. Yeah, yep. that was uh, that was what John guarded. Yeah. The, the, the big, uh, <laughs> yeah, the BFR. BFR, from BFR. Yeah, that was Biggest, finest revolver, yeah, right? That, Despite what you might think. That's uh, that's on my 14-year-old's top purchase list now. Heck yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and Henry's going to do the single shot too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Henry should have a single shot coming out at some point. I don't know if they've announced that yet or not, but that'll be coming. And then, you know, John, you were talking about, hey, these rimmed cartridges, like, perfect to drop into a, a break-open single-shot action or revolver. So... You know, no, no big news yet, but I know other folks, other manufacturers are looking at doing a 360 yeah, camera yeah. gun. 
lever and, gun. And we've even had people calling us from the customer service side, hey, I want ammo. And we're kind of like, wait a minute, there's no guns out there. But they're custom, they're already doing custom guns. Oh, cool. There's, you know, they've gotten reamers or they've had a gunsmith get a reamer and they've built single shots. And so they're just sitting on go ready to shoot it. But we have shipped ammo. We've shipped the 200 grain. Yep. Uh, so if it's not on the website for availability, it's coming. But uh, it's it's shipped to the warehouse, and that'll be the first to be out at the stores. Is there room to improve this new cartridge? We talk the future of 360 Buckhammer. Would you shoot it? I have shot it. I would shoot it in the Midwest. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it, you, you, we were talking earlier about the needs and wants of where you're at, and that kind of dictates what you gravitate to hunting-wise. So there are still a large crowd in Arkansas that, that use lever guns. You know, I remember growing up in deer camps in the south in the, the 80s, early 90s, you know, you had a 7,400 Remington or you had a 3030, you know, that's, that's what people shot. Um, and those guys haven't gone anywhere. They still loading the same stuff, shooting the same stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll add to that. I got one of the guys that, that works for me that, uh, you know, started shooting a 3030, uh, for deer hunting and, and just loved it. You know, said he never had a deer, you know, step out of its tracks using it. And the only reason that he quit was because, uh, his eyes got, you know, as he got older, he needed a scope and he, he just couldn't bring himself to put a scope on a lever action <laughs> you know, as a purist. Uh, uh, but to, you know, to this day, he said, if he could see as good as he used to, he'd still be shooting a 3030. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something about it. And, you know, I know a lot of folks have been shooting, 3030 suppressed more and more, right? I mean, like you could take Buckhammer suppressed pretty easily. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and Henry, you know, they were looking at that when we first partnered with them. Okay. What, what do we see in the future? Where does this go? You know, do we need a a model to add the suppressor on, you know, threaded barrel kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And, and so, you know, we're not done, you know, this isn't make a couple bullets and put it in the catalog and next year we'll think about something else and the Buckhammer's, you know, last year's news now that's that's not the plan with this i mean that's or anything really but uh, uh there are options here and and as we see the market increase as it's doing you know that only drives more desire from the r&d side to okay what else can we meet the need of as far as whether it's subsonic or, or copper or, or you know what what else is out there so plenty of options here yeah so speaking of subsonic can you talk about what it takes to, to take a cartridge like 360 buck camera subsonic? I mean, you know, I know we kind of took a look at twist rates to fit in for that, um, you know, that attribute. And as well as the, these bullets, I think would work really well too, as, as big as they are. Well, we'll probably do a larger, you know, a heavier bullet. Uh, you got to keep the, the, the bullet below the speed of sound. And so, uh, and have minimal airspace in the case. Uh, so it's a juggling act with the design of bullet weight, how much powder, what's the velocity, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, Joel, you're right. We did look at the twist rates. Um, historically, I think 35 Remington was a one in 16 twist, you know, just, just, just fine with 150, 200 grain bullets. Uh, and so, you know, knowing that we wanted to set ourselves up in the future to be able to run the subsonic, we did look at additional twist rates in 14 and 12, and uh, we ended up settling, you know, the Sammy recommended twist is 12. Uh, we didn't see a, a statistical difference in, 
you know, a, a degradation in accuracy with the 180s and 200s. Uh, and so we went with the 12 so that way we can stabilize stuff that's heavier weight, you know, like 250, 260 grains whenever we decide, you know, whether we want to run that supersonic, but primarily subsonic uh, in the future. That'll be awesome. I'm excited to see where Buckhammer is going to go in the next few years. And, you know, I know we've had folks calling in asking about different kinds of projectiles, right? So you mentioned copper, Chris, or maybe something with a tip on it. Um, get a little higher BC, a little more accurate because, yeah, the cartridge like this, it's got enough juice behind it. I mean, you could push it well past 200 yards if you get the right projectile in there and, you know, up velocity a little bit. So you can have some fun with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's 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 room for different options so we will we'll we'll bring them along sweet suppress 360 buck hammer would be pretty dope yeah we can have some fun <laughs> with that for sure i'm excited to see where it'll go definitely you know one of the other things i'll add you know just thinking back what we can note on here uh the caliber is 358 and so there've been a lot of people when we were at NRA, you know, right in the middle of, of the Midwest and where these types of cartridges are applicable. Uh, I had a, a number of people come up and want to know, hey, is it 358? Because, you know, 35 Remington, and there's a few other 35 caliber cartridges out there. That's just the legacy diameter to use. And so hand loaders can easily get bullets to put in it. And uh, so that's, that's, you know, one of the reasons why we sticked with 358. Are we going to sell components? I don't know, Chris, are we? <sighs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, Not no. yet, right? Yes, uh, but components on anything center fire are difficult these days just because of the demand of insert caliber here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're trying to get back into that right now, just whether it be 30-06 brass, 7 mag brass, 270s, those, you know, the bread and butter cartridge cases – and then you got the demand for the primers as well. So, so to say, will we make 360 Buckhammer brass? The answer is most likely yes, but it won't be tomorrow. Oh, yeah. As far as availability, it might be a year down the road. But we're shipping some component brass again. Remington's That's right. shipping some component bullets. We're, you know, the P word. We're shipping some primers, yep. right? Yep. No, they're, they're coming back yeah. out there. And, the, and that's one question we get pretty routinely from our 800 side or, or it shows there's, it's been, you know, feeding their own, our own monster here. Uh, and now if whatever the market is normal, you know, when, if we ever call normal again, you know, we have excess capacity to go to the consumer side. It's by no intent where we ever starving the consumer side of primers. It was right. trying to, made up brass bullets and powder and primers with what we were had orders for so uh, you know like i was saying if if there is a new normal okay our capacity is x and now we can put out this volume of primers or this amount of brass or this number of bullets so right so we haven't forgotten about the the hand loader There you have it, guys. Remington is on the rise. Like, comment, subscribe, and be sure to share this podcast with your hunting or shooting buddies. Be on the lookout for the next episode. You can find us anywhere you can stream podcasts. And for more Remington content, follow us on all social media platforms at Remington1816. Thanks for listening.